So today's Beeler cast is with the soft from Browsy. Um, and gosh, we hit like everything. Like we're talking David Bowie, we're talking balance, we're talking AI. We're just talking about a lot of stuff and it all just kind of, I don't know. I really enjoyed this conversation and I think you will too. And so with that, welcome to Beeler cast. Hey Asaf, it is so great to see you. Uh, this this podcast took a little bit of doing. Um, I think, <laughs> where, where are you now? Where in the world are you now? So I'm in Tokyo. Uh, I just landed about four hours ago in Tokyo. Um, yeah, I, I uh, New York last week, uh, three days back home in Israel and then uh, back into Tokyo and then New York again next week as well. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's busy. Sounds like you've been you've been on the road. I'm about to hit the road. I'm about to head off to Canada and Canada. I'm checking out Edinburgh for our base camp event. I'm gonna go check that out for Can. So a lot of movement. This, so I'm excited about that. Basically letting everyone know like this is taking some work to do to finally catch up. With you. And I, <laughs> but it's, I love but it has been done. You in part just because um, we always have such great conversations, and of course all of that really kind of stems for what you do with Browsy. But there's just this aspect of finding balance, right? Like there's just this thing that with for for publishers who are being who have to generate more revenue in tougher times, while making sure they're you know they they um, respect their users is it's a thing and it's it's something again I talk a lot about and I'm really passionate about and stuff like that. But I know you have and you you live this, so I'm really kind of curious to. <laughs> you know, what your trends you're seeing and some of the things that you're thinking about right now. Of course. Um, so first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it has been, uh, I took some work to get this done. Um, a lot of uh, scheduling. Um, and, and we are looking forward for the event next week in, uh, in Canada. We're going to be there as well in Edinburgh. It's going to be uh, a lot of great stuff. It's always uh, these events. So again, thank you so much for having us here and, and having us in all of your events. Um, yeah, Browsy has been, we've been talking about, I've been personally talking about balancing UX and, and, and revenue, UX and revenue for, for a long, long time. We've been talking about how to create that right, you know, balance uh, and how can you do that? Because you have the, the revenue person in the company who usually makes the shots, right? Saying, I want as many ads as I can put, just put, just ads, no content. I don't want to read anything, just put ads. <laughs> and then, you know, you have, you have your chief editorial who is like a senior guy. He's been writing articles for the last 40 years. He knows what he's doing. Like he knows his domain. And, and then, you know, there's, constant battle he wants no ads he wants only ads and then you got to figure out how you do that and that becomes even harder in times like this right when we had covid and and right we all forgot about covid a long time ago but publishers are still recovering from covid they're still feeling those effects coming in uh right now and 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 you know q1 just just ended and cpms were lower um when we have looked so we created a report we create a reader report looking back at 2022 and and looking towards 2023 no doubt that 2022 was a bad year for publishers. It needs to be said, you cannot sugarcoat that at all. Um, and I think that that publishers are looking for that right balance. And we are seeing all of them experimenting, trying to do new things, whether it's more video ads or different video ads or just adding video ads if you've never had those before, whether it's trying native ads from some sort. We have e-commerce booming right now for publishers. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of different trends. Um, at Browsy, we specifically try to focus on the display video native 
kind of domain because this is what we usually help publisher with with our uh, tool. Um, one very interesting thing that we actually seen uh, in this report is the the floating ads on video, which was you know a huge thing. Uh, it's been a huge thing for for some time now, but we know it's a it's a weird format, right? Because it's a it's a video floater ad. It's it's there on your tiny video on your tiny iPhone screen. It's going to be there <laughs> on the bottom, and you're just reading your whatever article you're reading right now, it's it's there. Probably showing content which is not relevant either to you or for the articles to random. You know, you're reading con content about music and shows you top 10, I don't know, uh, David Bowie songs, which is great. I love David Bowie, but it's not <laughs> what I'm reading right now. So it is a weird experience. Most of us, I at least, hit the, the X button every time it pops up. Now, on the one hand, it creates revenue, right? It creates 100% viewability or 97% viewability. It's always there. So advertisers love that. And then publishers love that because it creates revenue from the advertisers. But I think that what we're seeing right now is that what's happening with those video ads is that the experience is intrusive. No eyeballs are actually getting there, right? It's on your screen. It is viewable technically on your screen, but there's no eyeballs looking down there. Nobody does that, right? So, so we are seeing a trend where publishers are looking for a solution in 2023 to replace that really high yield, very big revenue format that they have on their screen, that 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 floating video, trying to replace it with a, a more lucrative or at least as lucrative um, format while not interfering into intrusive, creating an intrusive experience for the users. Um, and and we haven't, I mean, we're trying to do that for our publishers. It's it's a it's a very hard job. I don't think that we will ever be able to find that balance. Because you know, if if an advertiser wants a hundred percent viewability, the only thing that can get in that is a sticky, a floating ad unit on the page, and it's very, very hard to achieve that while maintaining good user experience. Yeah, I, I think well, right. I think that that's the look. I think we're all in this in this industry have just we we look for. See, I, I hate the I hate the frame I hate the word and the phrasing, but like <laughs> gaming the system, right? So again, I think mm -hmm. that there's an aspect that like. Publishers create video content and they need that viewed and they get higher CPMs for it. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I think the thing is that like users, we have to, like, again, we have to get in line with the users, right? We have to get in line with what they want and their experience. And if we start to do that, so in other words, if we create video experiences, then there's an aspect that the, the advertising will follow. The problem is that, of course, if you don't do those floating ads and no one's going to see your video, that doesn't get seen. And that's that's that again that's goes problem. to that balance. And that was something, again, I think with just like the report itself um, that I just really kind of resonated for me is in your report, you break out things by country, right? So normally I'm a lot of our conversations are desktop versus mobile and right. browser. And then you go like, well, technically, and then platform or, or computer, and then you just add country to it. And you just realize just how many types of users you're trying to insane. Um, just try to get like put content in front of, um, and then the ad experience on top of that. And you realize just how fragmented people's audiences are and, and so forth. And I know that there were some things that you found on that, that like, again, mm -hmm. like, by country, things aren't even really the same to to obviously other and even add positions like the top slot and stuff like that. All of that, there's just differences in what you're seeing based on it. Is there any things that you saw in the report or any top things on that part that you want to dive into? 
there, there is actually one thing that really connects to what you just said. But before that, I want to say that that I really, really, um, I like what you said about gaming the system because it is kind of the feeling with publishers, and we have seen that with display ads ten years ago. We were doing weird things. We were talking about that. Uh, there was interstitial ads every page, right? Every article that you would go to, there was interstitial ad. Until came the day that we decided to remove that because it's bad for the users. And, and advertisers are getting brand effects from that, right? Advertisers are not getting the brand affinity that they would like to get from those ads because we hate them. We hate those interstitial ads. And even today, we see still interstitial ads, but much less than what we used to see before. So we are seeing that as much as we're trying to gain the system as publishers, eventually you're going to see that, you know, get to the point where it's the best for the user, not the best, not for the advertiser and not for the publisher, because we're going to lose both on both ends, right? It's not the user just for the publisher. It's also for the advertiser. We don't want them to lose their clients uh, by doing that. Uh, um, so there's two insights that I really like that, that, that we have seen, which were very, so one was very, you know, I, I've been saying it for years and we've been seeing it for every report that we've been doing. It's always mentioned. It's important to mention that those top ads, right? When you have, when you're going into a website and you, you have a top ad on the top, or you're going on your mobile phone and, and, and you have the top ad there, it loads at the same exact moment where the other ads on the page are being loaded, but the user is already gone once, once the ad has been rendered. And I've been trying to tell my, my publishers and, and our clients for a long, long time, you got to get rid of that. It doesn't do you any good. It adds latency. It's not viewable. It users don't like it. Sometimes it's going to shift your page. You're going to have no CLS problem, right? Commutative layout shift problems because of that. So we have that and, and that thing. And, and in number report, we really see within the side, just looking at the data right now, we're looking at about, um, I want to say the viewability for top ads uh, are ridiculous. It's like, I don't know, on mobile, it's it's a few percentages lower than anything in inline. If you look at those bottom ads on the page, it's already lower. It doesn't make any sense. The other insight, which is very, very interesting, uh, is the uh, content pair page length ratio, which is a very, we, I think we're the only company in the world that measures that, okay. um, <laughs> that, 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 that ratio. But we're trying, what we're trying to say is, okay, how much actual content versus page length you have, right? So we're taking everything which is, content videos, content images, paragraphs, titles, all of those kind of things. We put them together and we calculate what's, what's the ratio between that and everything else on the page. So your content recommendation widgets, your ads, your video ads, anything else that you have on your pages. And it's it's astonishing to look at the numbers because you are looking, for example, on mobile, uh, on desktop, I'm sorry, in, uh, in the US, we're seeing that the ratio is about 1,300 uh, pixels in average of content and 5,700 pixels of other things or, or overall. So you're getting an insane, what is that, one to five ratio roughly? Of, yeah, so, so what you're saying is that like of the content on a page, people are seeing essentially 20% is all that they're they're seeing is essentially what you're saying. It, it's, I mean, when you're going to an article, when you're reading about an article, again, let's go back to David Bowie, right? Top 10 songs of David Bowie, because we love David Bowie. And and when you're reading that article, you're there to read about those top 10 songs. You're not there for the content recommendation. You're not there for the video ads or any other ads on the page. But in, in action, what you're getting is a page where 80% of it is not what you've been coming for, which is ridiculous. And then and then what happens is that you, as a user, you're scrolling like crazy to get to the to where you want to go. And I want to remind you that you have the top ad from before. So until the point you even get to the content, you already passed for like 700,000 pixels easily, right? And I think this is one thing that 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 surprised me a lot because 
this is the first time we're doing a worldwide analysis of that specific metric. We've never done that before. Um, and we are, we, we've been blessed by, you know, serving about 10 something billion page views in, you know, a month, uh, which is amazing across uh, mainly Asian Pacific, North America and, and uh, uh, Eastern Europe and uh, Western Europe, I'm sorry. And, um, and, and across all those countries, we're seeing an insane deviation. I mean, it's, it's completely different numbers. Uh, and as you mentioned, these are different users, right? And for example, the, the one thing that really changed a lot is the U.S. actually, right? If you're looking at the U.S., it's not the same thing that we had in 2022 and not the same thing that we had in 2021. It grew so bigger, the ratio between content to ads, which connects to what we talked earlier. Publishers are trying to create more and more ads to compensate over the revenue that lost COVID and, and, and right now. And I, and if, you know, the thing that pops in my mind as you, as you say that makes me think about, right, is, um, and I go back a ways, right? And I, I remember sitting down go for it. with editorial teams. Again, there were, no one was even displaying a, a website at the moment. They were, <laughs> we're just it, talking about it, right? And there's this, the internet? <laughs> there's this, all right, let's be careful now. Um, but there's this, <laughs> there's this editorial feel of the user browsing the experience and just like, going through it and reading it and with all intention and so forth. And then of course there's the business side that's going like, how do we create these messages from something else to, to do this? And I, I think that there's just a, an underlying part of, of, I think when we typically are as publishers thinking about our, our site, we're not really knowing what the users are doing. And I, I use, I'll, let's use your David Bowie thing. We're going to stick with that. Right. If I'm listening to that, there's an aspect that's like the way that I would probably consume that is I'm trying to go 10 to nine to eight to seven and I'm, and I'm wanting to get a quick take on it. And then I'm going to go like, why is this one seven? Right. And I'm mm -hmm. going to want to stop there because I, I would have put it higher or whatever that is, but that's not the same as just scrolling through the content and looking at each one. And I, you know, no one has that attention. I mean, and that I think is the key thing that you're getting toward and is, 100%. I think a trend in this industry that is coming from the buy side, but really publishers need to own it, which is attention, right? And engagement. I completely agreed. And once we start to really go like, you know what? Let us not portray onto the users what we think their experience should be, but more that we're getting what their experience, you know, collecting with their experience and reacting to it means we can create content and get that that balance coming back to that balance piece, I think, right? I mean, I think that that's, that sounds like that's really kind of what you're focused I, on. I could completely agree. This is what we're focused on. I'll, I'll give you a few examples and, and, and I'll try to maybe put that thing that, that, that you just described in, into what we're trying to do and into what we're seeing in the industry as well. So what happened is about 10 years ago uh, or 15 years ago, publishers became much more, you know, uh, uh, digital oriented, right? It was very, very important for them. So they took a product, product manager, they took some data, they were trying to analyze some stuff and they said, okay, we're going to create an amazing experience because uh, we're going to put an ad after the third paragraph, sixth paragraph, and after the eighth paragraph. And then amazing, it works, let's roll with it. And then they haven't changed for 15 years, right? Which is insane. Um, and now they're trying to maybe play around, trying to create some rules maybe around it. So let's not create just those free ads, let's create you know, an ad every three paragraphs. But nobody thinks about what's going to happen for a user that's read, that reads this David Bowie article, right? And they're trying to dwell around why is this song Ziggy Stardust is number four? That's the best song they ever had. It needs to be one number one. So you dwell, you read, 
you know, about that. And you scroll, you know, then past it and try to figure out what the other songs are. And you go to an entertainment article and you, you're reading about some entertainment piece that just came out right now and you're getting a lot of images, right? You're reading about the latest Matt Gala. There's, it's, it's, it's just one line of text and a hundred pictures, right? So you're scrolling very fast for images because you don't need to dwell on each and every one of them. You're seeing it, you don't need to read them. And now these just two very small examples of two different articles you can have on the same publisher. And I'll take that and multiply that by the millions of users coming in one can be 80 years old, the other one can be 14 years old. They're behaving differently, engaging differently. And, and this different experience is the core of what we need to do. Now, it's funny, everything in our world right now is, is, is personalized, right? If you're going to go to CNN, I'm going to go to CNN, you're going to get an ad for, I don't know, Mitsubishi because you're buying a new car, I'm going to get an ad for Ikea because I'm buying a new closet, right? But the experience will be the same experience, and we do not see that making sense at all um not for the advertiser not for the publisher not for the user of course um and i think that that we've been i've been you know pitching and talking about ai for the last four years right um when ai was just a small thing that that people were talking about mainly for uh robots serving you weird coffee and now i'm in japan so i've, I've you know I always go to this cafe where it's only robots serving you things which is the coolest thing ever by the way but this is the ai you would think about four or five years ago and now you have this thing where I mean, Rob, tell me, how are you using AI in your day-to-day? How do you use, use OpenAI, ChatGPT? Yeah, I, I mean, I have been, uh, it's interesting. I, I used it as I was trying to source speakers that are, say, local to, to Scotland, right? Mm. I was able to, <laughs> to say who, who could be an inspirational speaker. Give me 10, 10 names, right? And I started to use that. And I, and I do think that, well, to me, the future of writing is going to be editing. Right, because why? I mean, they're they're again. Believe me, I, I don't want this on the record and for me to get used against me in the future. Like of for many though. of us, again, <laughs> if I'm writing, if I'm writing an, the the next great American novel, I am probably starting with a blank sheet of paper and I'm beginning, right? But when I'm writing my note to you to sit there and say, hey, Asaf, I have these ideas. Why not start with something that kind of does that? So I feel like that part is there. So what's interesting, though, about, about what you said that was coming in my mind is AI and you know machine learning has been a part of our industry for a long time. Let's give programmatic that that due, right? Totally. You brought up the next layer up in terms of not just filling those ad slots using AI, but determining where those ads are. Right. So How that many, I think was very yeah. right. So I think that that was very early. And now I think like I'm thinking about it that like just content and how content gets delivered to AI to the ad experience, it's getting shaken up. Right. It's it, there's there's no doubt that like, I mean, the first pass everyone's seeing about what Google's doing and and Microsoft and all these things are going like, you know, and from our business, where are the ads? Where's the links to the publishers? I think that gets solved. I mean, let's put it this way. I'm going to say it will get solved. It has to, because otherwise, why would I ever create any content that someone else gets to just do whatever that is? There's going to be some compensation. But I feel like let's not forget that, like, yes, AI determines the ad, but where the ad is and its relationship to the content needs AI for exactly what you just said. Every user is different. Every experience is different, right? Agreed. And it doesn't make sense that everything that we do in our day-to-day has been personalized for us. If I'm opening my Facebook feed, it's, it's my own Facebook feed. If I'm opening Instagram, it's my own Instagram feed. But if I'm opening 
aside, I'm going to get the same experience as as you know, a 14 year old next to me is going to. It doesn't make any sense. He's consuming content completely differently. Now, earlier you said something very interesting. You said that that you were talking to editorial teams, you know, back then about how to create that that experience. Um, and I think that what happened is that we saw huge progress. Um, on the ad tech industry, on the ad industry, creating you know different experiences and different type of ads, which would be less engaging, more engaging, create more revenue, higher CPMs, better for the advertiser, better for the publisher, better for the user. We've seen very few innovation on the content part. I mean, yes, we are seeing you know publishers using story type kind of formats to create more engaging content, and we are seeing you know more and more video coming in, which is I think the the maybe the biggest innovation in content that we've seen over the last 20 years at least on the on the on the web uh, but it's insane because you're you're getting a new product launched on on the ethic industry every day basically but you're not seeing any innovation at all on the content side and i think that this is what ai what we were waiting for that we were waiting for ai basically to to just say okay you were waiting 20 years to get something new this is this something new and and don't get me wrong i'm not a huge advocate for it for big, you know, high ports, for example, Metaverse, which was a huge thing a year ago, and, and who's talking <laughs> about Metaverse right now? Um, and blockchain, all those kind of, you know, buzzwords, but I do think that AI is insane. First of all, because every person that I've met, including my dad, who is a non-technical person, trust me, uses, you know, ChatGPT, just not to do like insane things, not to write, you know, the next big thing, but just to like do every, I'm, I'm traveling with my girlfriend to Hong Kong in uh, in a few months and, and we're planning our trip using ChatGPT completely. So it is changing every day, our everyday's life. And yeah, I, and I think, and you just hit on it that, um, again, our, our interface to computers and our interface to content is changing and it's becoming so conversational. And if you think about that, and again, I've I used this analogy before, and it's it's only becoming more true, right? You you have a party, and someone walks in that is a friend, but like you're not really or whatever you know <laughs> who they are, and they start coming up to you, and they like, hey, what do you what do you have for life insurance? Don't you think you could probably um. get a better rate? And you're like, <laughs> you wouldn't invite them back. You wouldn't invite them back. Never. And Never. Yet, that model of just, but like we've just done adjacency, right? You know, public, you know, advertisers messages adjacent to content because the eyeballs are there. When things become much more conversational, that ad insertion becomes really, really difficult. And really yet, difficult. if we could figure it out, right? If you could just, again, think about the idea that like people are coming to content. And by the way, if I want to look at, you know, laundry detergent, and I can use ChatGP to do that. Amazing. That's great. But when I'm sitting there reading golf content or I'm reading something else or travel content or whatever, there just has to be, again, it all comes down to the, 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 the value exchange with the person who's consuming the content and the person who produced the content needs to get compensated. Let's figure that out. Right now mm -hmm. we've got display video, video ads, native, the things that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Why not start getting smarter about that now versus waiting to see what, you know what I'm saying? So like wanna, Google? Let's, let's, yeah. It's interesting. Let's, let's talk about it for a second because are you imagining a world where instead of getting ads in, in whatever, we're going to get questions, maybe, maybe inside an article asking us, you know, what do you think about this detergent or what do you think about this and that kind of thing? And, and, and from there, 
we're gonna get that. I'm, I'm just talking about it right now, throwing yeah. ideas out there. Um, it's interesting because I never thought. I mean, you're gonna ask if you would have asked me like five years ago about this this AI thing that also we're, we're doing that and and I'm spending the better part of my day just talking about that, advocating for artificial intelligence. Um, if you're gonna ask me that this would happen in 2022, 2023, I would never guess in my yeah. life. I was like, nah, it's like a, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a super futuristic thing. It's gonna, ha- it's gonna be nice, but I mean, our AI is 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 different. It's it's based on you know we're collecting data. We know exactly how long you scroll, how long you dwell on places, how fast you scroll. It's a one of our most interesting metrics, which we actually haven't included in the report this time, uh, is the scroll um, velocity. We call that or scroll speed. Scroll velocity is a better name for it. Yeah. Um, we're trying to count how many paragraphs or how many characters you actually read per second. Right? And the number is like zero point zero 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 three, like ridiculous. But it gives you an amazing, um, amazing prediction for how viewable a page would be and or an ad would be because. Uh, going back to the example from earlier, an only content, only paragraph, only text content will get 0.1 scroll velocity. So people are scrolling fast, fine. Doesn't mean anything when you just see that 0.1. But if you look at them scrolling through an entertainment article, which usually contains many more pictures and images of you know the Met Gala, for example, you can see them scrolling four or five times faster. And then Knowing that, you know you need to put less ads or ads in the better positions, right? And it, it's not enough just that, but this is one of the more interesting pieces. And again, connecting to how users engage and how you create the value for the user eventually creates the value for the publisher and the advertiser on both ends. And um, yeah, well, I mean- and We're gonna have this conversation in, in a couple of years and, and, and we're going to go in a yeah. sense, be a little bit surprised and how it plays out, Probably. which I think, which I, I think, think is, we were. <laughs> yes, right. Well, then we'll, yeah, we'll listen to this and we'll make fun of ourselves, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, as, as everyone else, <laughs> but, th- but there's a part of this, right. That is <laughs> goes to the current situation in our industry of just, we have such these existential issues that we're solving between regulation to just uh, sustainability to AI and all of these things. And again, I always come back to the, to this part of it of just create content with your users in mind, right? Like I want great content. I think that that's going to continually, if, you know, even if AI makes it more difficult to figure out, then, then people want to have you have someone curate where the great content is. And there's an aspect of that. Once you're in that environment, unless it's a specific utility, Right. Like, I don't want to have to answer questions think... <laughs> to get the weather. Right. But there is a part of that of going like create those environments. And and again, I, I really taken off what you kind of said of like, just we haven't innovated in terms of how we deliver content and whatever that innovation is upon us and it is vital. It is essential it is. that we think it through is. this balance coming back to this of what this looks like, because um, otherwise the revenue model completely changes and that's hard to really that's really hard to predict and go like and 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 i'm not afraid of that innovation into the editorial and content world. i think it's a it's a it's a a blessed one we need that we need that as you mentioned for the revenue side but we also need that to freshen up an industry that is missing something new and and users are getting you know younger um and users are getting you know 
consuming different type of content shorter you know if if you will i mean gen z and 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 the younger guys are they're they're seeing a seven second videos and they're and they're out of it right uh and and this is something that we need to have otherwise what we're going to have is just a bunch of old newspapers in, in 20 30 years from now and and everything else is going to be done on social media and and then you know we're just getting them to be bigger the wall gardens and everything and, yeah and, 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 and right and and yeah. again there's there's <laughs> there's an aspect of content getting invested in and it can be that a seven second video is the way to deliver some of it but certainly not all of it and there needs to certainly. be conversation that again all of this can add to some really good pieces but i think now is the time to be talking about it and i think again that's why it's just interesting that again like you've, you've been again we've been talking about this for four years right like you've just been sitting there thinking about that ad piece and just the 14 year old is not the 80 year old exactly this country all these things are really kind of factors and let's start exactly. finding these mixes and and by the way and doing it in a way that let 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 the ai do this piece of it mm -hmm. right don't i mean that was the part about those old conversations i think i'm gonna last time i referenced this right it was just again, <laughs> What you mapped out of like how many ads after three paragraphs or is it two? Is it five? Do I or whatever? I'm making. There's a no way a human being can make yeah. this decision, right? There's no way. And I think that what we're seeing, uh, Rob. Sorry for cutting you off there, by the way. No. Uh, but 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 um, what we're seeing is that four years ago, I've been kicked out of you know a lot of publisher offices by just offering a machine doing this decision automatically and 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 using our our AI. And and it's not that we're getting more openness to it today. Yeah, of course we we do, but we're getting people coming to us and saying it makes sense. It makes so much more sense now because there's no way that a product manager and as good as they would be, and I used to be a product before I I, I built browsing, and there's no way as good as they can be that they can create a single rule of thumb or even three rule of thumbs that can generate the right experience for all their users. Um, and you know, if I have to thank ChatGPT for doing the the, the job of of, of naming AI is a legitimate thing and not a scary thing and then then thank you but uh um but I believe that it goes far beyond just that and uh, maybe that's the thing that that's striking the most in those reports every year that that we're seeing the same result we're seeing the same numbers right viewability goes up viewability goes down we're seeing amazing things you know when you break it down per per you know location per you know country in the world it looks insanely different I mean we we have a lot of clients here in Japan this is why I'm here as well right now we have a event coming up at the end of the week in Japan and, and trying to deduct something from Japan to the US is impossible. Right. It's a whole different, the advertising is different and therefore the users are different. Therefore, everything just is different. Um, so every year we're, we're doing the same report. We're seeing different things all over the world. We're seeing different things, different browsers or devices or whatever, but publishers are still keep doing the same thing. So it's kind of like a wake up call, wake up. You got to change something that you're doing if you're struggling to bring in your revenue year over year and you're also losing sometimes users to to those other platforms as well i do believe that we are seeing an amazing trend lately um, i mean the the open ai but also publishers are becoming much more open to those new innovations and are not scared of introducing new technologies into their pages um as they were at least four years ago when i started this insane journey <laughs> well it's <laughs> it, uh, it, it definitely is again and I, so so look let's see let's just do a quick check so first of all we, we worked in david bowie very happy that that happened mm -hmm. two you made reference to something that 
didn't make it in the report. That's one of my favorite questions, by the way, is like, cause I know mm. there's always something that doesn't make it into the report. It kind of had to cut it for whatever <laughs> reason. I always find like, what was that? Right. Um, we talked a lot about that. We talked a lot about the trends, um, a lot of great stuff here. And I really appreciate it, Saf. And I think, uh, of last, last part, right. So we mentioned a report, so we'll make sure that we link to that, to that report and, and make Thank that you. available to everyone. It's, it's just, you know, um, uh, free to download and so forth. So yeah, so part of it, of course, any, any last thoughts or anything else that people should be doing right now? Um, take, take it whatever level you want with that, like download <laughs> the report, but what else? Oof. Yeah. But down the report, read the insights are very interesting. A lot of things about VDC, we put in Spotify on video specifically and video ads and trying to figure out how to do that. I, for once, the, the thing that happened for me in the report is that I moved using Safari much more than I used it before uh, on desktop and mobile, by the way, because the experience is, is, is faster on Safari. So this is something that happened for me. I don't know what about you. Um, but uh, the only thing that is just be open to those new innovations. Uh, we're getting a lot of, you know, there, People are doing a lot of pushback on, on AI, a lot of innovations. It's going to come eventually. And now you can choose to be an early adopter and bring it on right now and, and enjoy it right now. Or you can try you know, to push back on it and then it's going to come back and bite you in the ass in, in, in four years from now. Um, and this is what we're trying to maybe educate the market. And yeah, that's it. And, and Rob, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. As always, I uh, hope to see you in London, and if not in Edinburgh, and if not in, in Canada next week. So yeah. I, I, again, I look forward to that we're on the same same part of the world. Uh, we'll be yeah, <laughs> same time zone somehow. <laughs> Asaf, thank you so much. Awesome, thank you so much, Rob, thank you.